guys, Princess here, and welcome to an ep- another episode of Buy Pumpkin. Um, I'm exhausted. I know you're like, what? when are you not exhausted? I actually have a really fucking good reason. Today I started my new job. There was a commute. There was a pass off of children. There's all kinds of shit happening. And I'm tired. It's the end of the fucking day, and I've committed to recording with Liz this week and Troy. So, I don't know why I did that. I'm stupid. But... <laughs> If you learn nothing, all these months, has it been a year yet? I don't fucking know. All these months of listening to me re- record this podcast, what you should know is that I'm stupid, okay? And I do stupid things. So I've agreed to, I so I did a bonus episode this week with, I did a Princess Fix My Life where I fixed the problems of people who didn't ask me to. And I'm doing this episode, I'm doing... Um, 16 and Recovering with Liz. I am doing a Being Bobby Brown episode with Troy. It's four episodes. On a week, I start a new job. In addition to all my other activities. Like I said, stupid. So, we let's just get to it. Guys, season four of Buy Pumpkin is done, gone. It's over with. We put that shit to bed last week. But I promise you one bonus episode of Kendra on top. And this is what we're going to be doing. Um, oh, let's get some show business out of the way. Guess what season five of Buy Pumpkin is going to be about? The real L word. That's what it's going to be about. You know why? I need to get it out of the way. It's a show that I adore. It's a show that I own. Like I went to go rewatch it. And I was like, where's it streaming? And then I realized I own it. That's how much I like to watch it. And I, we, we need to talk about it. And I think it's a good palate cleanser after the girls next door. I mean, is there going to be drama? Is there going to be grossness? Yes, there is. But it's going to be a different type of grossness. So it's nice after we leave Hef and his jizz-stained abode, let's move on down to Whitney and her white dreads. <laughs> so... So next week, we're going to start on season one of that. It's short. We're going to plow through it. We're going to have a good fucking time. And we do not need to talk about gross old men. Yeah. The other thing I want to remind you guys is that I have a Patreon. You can find it at patreon.com backslash buy pumpkin. You can sign up for weekly or monthly episodes. It's up to you. Consider signing up. Consider leaving me a five-star review and also consider following me at OKThenPrincess on Twitter and Instagram and Buy Pumpkin Podcast on Instagram, okay? I think that's all we need to talk about. Let's talk about Kendra on top. Listen, I got to tell you guys, it took me forever to find the episode I actually wanted to recap. And it's because I, I wanted to recap the episode where we learned the news that Hank has cheated on uh, Kendra, Okay. And I honestly thought that this whole scandal, I'm going to use quotes because we need to talk about how real this scandal is. This whole scandal broke towards the end of the series, but that's not true. It's actually in season three. And it's also, it's also something to think about with Kendra on top. Kendra on top was the first Girls Next Door spinoff. It was planned way before anybody else's was. Um, it was planned before Kendra was set to marry Hank because the same comp- production company that does that did Girls Next Door did Kendra on top. They also did Holly's. I think they did Bridget's too. I don't care to look into it because I think Bridget is the most boring person on earth. Um... Uh, we've been calling her the Jan Brady of the girls next door. And it's true. She is boring. But back to Kendra. So again, as the show of the girls next door wound down, Kendra was the most popular of them. She was the most relatable. Um, it was the early aughts and a white girl who with a, who did her on and off again, black scent and ghost, wa- ghost road. It's not ghost right. Ghost rode the whip is was palatable at the time. And most of us watching were poor. And Kendra grew up poor and still wore it around her. She still wore that poorness around her chest like a goddamn gold medal. She it was obvious Kendra came from working class poor people. She was the most popular. 
Um, there are some who say she's the prettiest. I don't necessarily think so. I'm, I am on record as saying this about Kendra Wilkinson. She is not pretty. <laughs> that makes it sound like I'm calling her ugly. She's not. She's fine. She's fine. She, 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 her face is fine. She's not particularly smart. She's not particularly beautiful. Her style is, from watching Kendra on top, I realized that Kendra's style is very much, she looks like any suburban mom in the Midwest. Okay. She, she's right now she's wearing biker shorts and a fucking sleeveless tee. That's what Kendra's wearing right now. I don't have to see her. And she's got a messy top knot or a messy ponytail. That's what Kendra looks like on a day-to-day basis. Kendra is not some fashion icon. What Kendra had that really worked for her is that she is, her body was incredibly hot. I'm not saying it's not anymore, um, but I haven't seen her in a while. And watching her, especially on this episode, I'm doing episode season three, episode one, she's just had her baby. She really does look like she could go be going through the, through the drive-thru at Starbucks in Omaha right now. And once you realize that Kendra's main skill is being insanely hot, insanely hot body and sexual, then it's like, uh, there's a lot of girls like that. Maybe her laugh is considered a skill, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. So Kendra was getting the spinoff. Um, according to Kendra, she and Hank had their relationship before they were getting engaged. They were getting married and she goes to production. And she says, okay, I'm getting married. Um, and they're like, to who? <laughs> Cause remember Hank and Kendra were a secret thing. Okay. Remember she, unlike the other girls, she had her own publicist. She had her own person that was booking her for, um, you know, how you made your money in the early aughts, which was appearances, you know, so that so she would be gone every weekend for appearances, unlike the other girls. And so she had time to meet Hank, meet up with Hank. And she, she'd even go home. I'm using quote, she'd go home and her mom. And just like, you know, when you're actually spending a night at your boyfriend's house, when you're supposed to be at a sleepover at your best friend's house, like your mom calls the best friend's house and then your best friend says you're pooping and then the best friend calls you and then you call your mom's house. Like, (laughs) and there's a great Roseanne episode. Not that I want to be talking about fucking Roseanne, but there's a great Roseanne episode where Becky's doing it and Roseanne just, she lets her and just calls her incessantly all night long. So that she has to keep stopping her date to call her back. And, you know, there's a lot of shit about Roseanne I don't like. But I was like, whoever wrote that, that is exactly the type of mother I want to be. I want to be the one that like, yeah, I'm not going to come over there and get you. I'll just ruin your night. (laughs) And then when you come home and go, why did you do all that? Be like, what? What do you mean? I just want to talk to you every 10 minutes for 12 hours. <laughs> um, where am I going with this? Oh, so like it was absolutely a secret from everyone. So when she says I'm getting married, they're like, so fucking who? And, and she's like, Hank Bassett. And someone high up in production was like, girl, he is not going to be on this show. We just got to, you have to keep that a secret longer. That man is not getting on the show. And she's like, please, you got to let him on the show. I'm getting married to him. He's got to be a part of the show. You know, kind of reverse Ricky and Lucy. Please let him be a part of the show, please. And so they met with him and I guess they figured out a way to make it work. The, one of the, the first two seasons of, and even after, honestly, season three was really the, the anomaly. Um, Season three is about this supposed um, infidelity of Hanks that they draw out over, I'm assuming 10, 12 episodes, 
but really could have been in a 45 minute episode. And, um, essentially it's just like, did Hank or didn't he? Um, and for a lot of people, it was like, of course he did, but you know, you're waiting for what Hank, what's Hank's side of the story? Like from his perspective, what's he going to say to make this okay? But all the other seasons are really about the fact that Kendra, will Kendra cheat on him? Can Kendra stop being so hot and sexy and wild? Uh, does Kendra want an open marriage? I mean, and and from my perception, they really were overblowing like the perception of Kendra and like playing on that for the show. When the fact is, I don't think Kendra is a polyamorous, open marriage type bitch. I just don't think that's her thing. I think not having to pay rent and getting like to meet celebrities and travel the world is her thing. And that's how she ends up with half. I don't think like Kendra's just like, I'm a nonconformist, love is love <laughs> type of person. I honestly think that Kendra is a lot more traditional than you would think she is. Um, she was just 20. That's what the deal was. She was 20 years old. So, but that's how they want us to, Kendra being too hot for Hank, being seen with another football player, being, like shit like that. And Hank's at home, like a old wet cat, just. <laughs> um, Hank is, first of all, Hank reminds me of my husband. He's incredibly racially ambiguous. People are very confused by my husband at all times. Um, because we live in Texas, a lot of people think he is Latinx, but he's not. <laughs> they're very, they're very like, uh, what are you, Persian? Like, it's <laughs> um, and Hank is very racially ambiguous. He's just a big guy. He's very, um, on screen, he's always been very deferential to Kendra, very much like, she, they're the odd couple, she's messy, and she doesn't get anywhere on time, so he has to bring her coffee in the morning to wake her up. <laughs> That's how they play it. That's Those are the roles they play. They're very Bethany and Jason. Mm, let me take that back. They never made Bethany sound messy. That wasn't her, the deal. Very much like, she's crazy, and I stabilize her. Uh, so season three was a big departure. I also want to remind you guys that Kendra on top is very much for the first four seasons, it was on E and afterwards it was on Wii TV because after a certain amount of time. So, okay. We know that E is the house that the Kardashians built. Okay. But girls next door was a big player for E it, it was a big draw. Um, they were very well loved at that network. And when Girls Next Door game went off the air and they, they had all these spinoffs for the girls, they really still wanted to be in the business of Playboy. They still wanted to, I mean, the brand was still associated with Playboy. Even though Kendra, Bridget, and Holly were not working for Playboy that time. I mean, I think Holly did some things, but when she really, like a year or two after she's left, um, half, like they really have cut her off completely. And that's when she decides to write, it might've been more years, but at that point when they're just like really not fucking with her, that's when she decides to write that book. But, um, a, a new head of the network came in an E and really wanted to divest from all playboy shit. Like let that shit go. Um, I'm not sure why, like, it doesn't make sense. Why is it because I mean, it's not because of, it's a porn brand or like, it's not that because they still have Kardashians on there and not that their Kardashians are a porn brand, but you understand what I mean? Like in terms of like the types of brands they are, um, Playboy and Kardashians, th th those are similar things. But, um, it might've been something else. It might've been just been like, they, they see the star falling for Playboy and they don't, they just don't want to be in that business anymore. So that head of network, they had good ratings. It, they had a good fan base. It wasn't like they weren't pulling in views. That head of network was just like, no more of this and canceled Kendra's show. And she went over to Weesh. They also canceled 
Holly's show and um, Holly was trying to figure out a way to take it someplace else, but I don't think it worked out. And, and I'm sure Bridget's show was already canceled because she's boring. So um, she goes over the Wii. But Kendra's show on E or on Wii is absolutely the type of show where they have maybe 17 minutes of footage, but they're trying to feel 22 minutes of TV. Do you understand what I say by that? That like, we're getting a lot of replays. We're getting a lot of um, go. We're gonna go to commercial and then replay the last thirty seconds before we went to. Like I wasn't here before we went to commercials. We're getting a lot of flashbacks to earlier episodes. Again, why do you think I wasn't here? Why do you think I don't know what happened? So we're getting a lot of that type of stuff. And which makes sense. I mean, you're filming one family um, or Kendra and her family. I mean, not necessarily, it's not necessarily a family show. And by family, I don't mean like family friendly. I mean, this show is not about Kendra's family. It's about Kendra dot, 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 and her family. Um, It's not like Chrysler Knows Best or Tardy for the Party where the show is about the family. This show has always been concepted as Kendra's journey to the next thing. Um, I would also say that Kendra is much like Tori Spelling, a celebrity that just keeps falling into the next thing. Um, that like you wonder yourself, why has she been on TV for so long? Um, Girls Next Door, then I think her Isha was called Kendra. Um, and then when it moved to Wii, it was called Kendra on top or whatever. But it was the same fucking show. Um, so then she had that. She was on Marriage Boot Camp. She's on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Apparently, she just got her real estate license and is working for uh, Maurizio at the agency. And so um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to develop a reality show around the agency. That makes sense to me. It also makes sense why suddenly Kendra's working there. Um, yeah, she's just someone who has continually hopped from reality leaf to reality leaf. She's just, oh, she was on Splash, which is like kind of like diving with the stars. <laughs> like they dive off of high dives and stuff. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's very good at keeping herself in a check, you know? Okay, so let me explain to you what happened, okay? Because Kendra's not gonna explain to you what happened. This entire season, they go episodes by tell without explaining to you what fucking happened. In fact, at one point, so we're supposed to believe that Hank never told her that he told a friend. Um, as we get into the show, we'll see Jessica that he told Jessica's husband what happened and won't tell Kendra what happened. But that's obviously crazy. That's just drawn out for the fucking show. But let me tell you what happened. So in June of, geez, 2014, Hank had a story come out that he had been having sex with all the stuff from back then says transsexual. I don't say the word transsexual. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. It just doesn't feel, doesn't feel good coming out of my mouth. So I don't know if that's because it's not the right word or because it's, it, it, it just, I don't like it. It, (laughs) It's almost like saying colored, right? That's what it feels like to me. Like if somebody's saying colored, I know that the next things they're going to say are not going to be anything I want to fucking hear. So transsexual feels like an old school thing, but I don't know if it's the correct term or not. Feel free to correct me. You guys know where to find me at okay then princess on Twitter and Instagram. Um, tweet me if, if I'm not getting this right. But it's a trans woman and she uh, came to the tabloids 
to say she'd been having like interactions with with a Hank. And what here's what I'll I'll read you what it says. Because this came out on um June 23rd of that year and their anniversary is June 27th. So <laughs> timing. Um the woman's name is London and London says that she met Hank probably around the 22nd or 23rd of April that year and she told National Enquirer and Radar and you know everybody else in her fucking mama and um that she'd been seeing him for about 2 months and that she that he contacted her through a video she had posted on YouTube and they exchanged information she gave him the address to her house. He came over. Um, she was getting in the pool, so she was in a bikini. And he comes in, and she like kind of had no idea what he looked like, um, and never identified him as his real himself as his real name. Um, he was going as Steve apparently, and that. So according to London, Hank absolutely knew she was trans. He told her that she was the only trans woman he'd ever been with and that he thought she was beautiful and that they were intimate behind closed doors. <laughs> I'm I'm reading this from a radar article because like I don't remember all the details, but like this is how much I love you guys. I'm actually on radar online. I don't go there. I probably have a virus in my computer now. But um according to London, they went to the bedroom, things got hot, he was taking off his clothes. He was ready. For, he was ready for the party, if you know what I mean. Standing in attention. I'm. My kids are still up. Probably <laughs> they can probably hear me. I. So she started giving him a hand job, and he. And Hank, in turn, played with London's penis. Um. And. That. They did not have intercourse. But they were sexually satisfied. And that when London put her penis next to Hank's face, Hank came very quickly. And, you know, it really didn't go much further. And that, like, Hank took... This is the most... This is the part I don't believe, okay? Like, all this other stuff, I'm like, okay. I mean, through a YouTube video, but okay. Fine, fine, fine. But... What I don't believe is that after this, after you guys gave each other hand jobs and basically felt each other up, that Hank went in there and casually took a shower. That seems... Maybe I'm not used to the whole life. Maybe that's what it is. But I just can't imagine being like, oh, okay, well, I'm done. Uh, you mind if I take a shower? I, I feel like I'd rather go home and tell someone I just... Tell my wife I just came from the gym and I'm going to take a shower. That's what it... But whatever. But London also says their intimate meetup wasn't for free. The model alleges that Basket enjoyed their fling so much he gifted her $500 for the 20 minute romp. Um, and, and that's it. And they, and I mean, the account talks about one time, but uh, she says that he, that they have been going on for about two months. So I'm assuming that they're trying to say, um, that Hank was texting London and they were having like phone contact. I'm not sure. So that's what came. That is the story. And they give us, they give us a lot of run around except for fucking telling the goddamn story on the show. Um, now I'm going to tell you what Hank finally confesses to many episodes later. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I'm just saying that like, the reason I'm laughing is that Hank thinks, I don't know, the whole fucking show takes this so seriously. Remember, this is 2014. And when I talk about this, I've talked about this plenty of times on different episodes. Me and Liz talked about it, I think, when we were doing a Girls Next Door episode. And it feels like this episode came out, like, Listen, people enjoy making fun of trans people. It's been as long as you can, as you've had comedy, there's been the man in the dress trope, right? Um, 
I was watching Because I Said So. And, you know, Willem Belli, you know, from Drag Race, from, you know, famous, famous drag queen, is in, is like in the episode as uh, a he, she, all right? You know, because that's how they, that's like, that's how they describe him in the strip, in the script. Um, just think of like all the comedies. So don't, don't go, don't watch a comedy from the eighties or nineties because there will be a man in a dress trope in there. There will be a punchline that it's a man. Okay. It's so fucking common, but in about, I mean, obviously we were turning towards this anyway, but it feels like when the show came out and what late 2014, October, 2014, when this show episode, when this show premiered, when this, excuse me, this episode premiered, they were like six months too late to be talking like this, you know, like if they had come out in the beginning of 2014, that we would have looked back at this and not looked fondly on the way that the, the show portrays the situation Hank was in. I'll get more into it, but And we would, and so it would have played fine on television, but we would have looked back and been like, ugh, just like I'm watching, I'm rewatching Girlfriends and there's some stuff that happens. I'm just like, girl, no, no, that's not, that's not how you do that. And so that's what we would have said. But at the time it was airing, I remember being like, okay, this is, I don't know. I, if this was airing in 2020, it would be in a whole nother, it, it would just came out a whole nother way. What the show, the show takes this as very seriously as this thing that has happened. And I feel like in 2020, at least I understand that trans women are women, regardless of how far along surgery is. I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about, you know, tops and bottom surgery and all that type of shit, but Really, that's like kind of a ghoulish like intrusion. The fact is trans women are women and like it's really none of your business how far along in surgery they are. If like you don't have to, you really don't have to um, go and do a big surgery. You don't have to do any of that to still express your gender in the way that you see fit. And so like it feels like this came out just before or right around the time that people started realizing that straight men are often attracted to trans women and that saying I'm a straight woman and I'm attracted to a trans woman does not mean anything than what I already told you. I'm heterosexual. So therefore I am attracted to women and this is a woman. Like, but this, but because of the, the way this show sets it up is that, listen, Hank's sexuality is immediately questioned. Um, not particularly in this episode, but in further future episodes, Kendra is like, he's got a fetish. He's a freak. He's sick. Um, I, I can't give him what he wants because he wants something else. And what she means is a dick. And, and she's, she's talking like, it's really gross. Like, I've never forgotten it. They're playing scary music whenever he talks about it. Um, when he finally, like I said, they dragged this on for episodes and episodes. I remember tweeting when this was <laughs> like, when are you going to get to the goddamn point? <laughs> but, um, so what Hank says is, I know, again, I don't mean to laugh. It's just that they take it so fucking seriously. They're like, okay, so just say that, I mean, if this had been a cis woman, you just been like, well, you know, me and Kendra's marriage, we weren't, you know, doing as well as we had been. And my attention was diverted and I regret it and everything. And that would have been the end of it. I would have said the same thing. But the problem is he cannot say it because he is still stuck in a place where because he's attracted to a trans woman. That. It must mean he's gay and that and Kendra definitely believes that. 
so what he says is he walked he walked up to a couple out of the grocery store and smelled weed and he just asked hey can i buy some now this goes with the fact that kendra that hank after he was cut from football and he's really trying to figure out his way he's really depressed um i've talked about this numerous times like if you are someone who from a young age has been trained to play a sport or do a skill of some sort and then eventually you age out of or or you're just i don't know your skills are not good enough to keep going on it's like having to come up with a whole nother fucking personality and so it was really hard for hank when he stopped playing football i think hank stopped playing football right after the colts went to the super bowl and like Again, I don't know shit about sports, but somewhere it was Hank's fault. Like he missed a catch or he didn't throw it or something to do with a kick. I don't fucking know. The ball didn't go where it was supposed to go. I know that. And like it was a big fucking deal. Apparently, I still remember pictures of Kendra carrying baby Hank (laughs) through... I'm not, I don't mean to laugh. It's just, it was so dramatic. Karen Baby Hank through the crowd as people are like screaming and throwing stuff at her. <laughs> and it's also because she's just holding a baby. Like she doesn't have like a carrier or anything. So she's just holding a baby and crying and shit. Anyway, so he was in depression and he said that he drank a lot and he started uh, smoking marijuana. I just sounded like a narc. <laughs> But that's what he's saying. He keeps going, I was smoking marijuana. So <laughs> so he goes up and says, can he buy something? And he, and he, for his depression. Um, sure. And a guy, he says, a guy handed me a number. I thought it was another situation I was going where there was going to be a couple there. I was not going there for what this person alleged. I was not going there for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, this is like such super trope of trans person lures normal heterosexual man into a room and surprise i've got a dick like it's like the predatory trans person like trope (laughs) almost like the predatory lesbian like just lay down we'll see how it goes like that like Pop culture is obsessed with the idea that trans, gay, trans people or gay people, because, I mean, you can be both or none or, or one, and are always trying to, like, lure people into the lifestyle. Like, it's, it's comical. It's comical. So, Hank says after he arrived, he had a bad feeling about the situation and went to the bathroom. What I walked into scared me. Hank is sobbing when he's telling Kendra this. When he walked out of the bathroom, he froze. He instantly felt I had lost everything just because of what I had seen. So I guess he's in the bathroom and he sees London's dick. And it scared him. And he says, I wanted to get out, but I couldn't move. This person came to me and touched me. Again... Listen, if Hank is telling me a story in which he was sexually assaulted, I have a policy where I believe people when they tell me they've been sexually assaulted. I believe them until something tells me I can't believe them anymore. Either some proof that it didn't happen or, you know, whatever. But I just have a policy. I believe people when they say something like that happened to them. If Hank was coming to me saying that, that'd be one thing. But this whole story, let me just go on. Kendra, so after he tells them that, this is what happened. And I guess he went home and never told anybody. Kendra says, this is the love of on, on Instagram. This is the love of my life. A true man. I believe in for, a true man. Dog whistle. I believe in forgiveness and I believe in him. I take my vows very serious and won't let people's beliefs get in the way of what I know. Everyone that truly knows Hank knows the truth and everyone who doesn't creates their own ideas and that's okay, but don't fuck with me and what I stand in love for. Love the support, but all the other two cents can kiss my ass. So these are two sides of the story. One side is that Hank was out trolling on YouTube, met a trans woman over her house, had a sexual encounter and gave her $500 and then took a shower. Um, 
there's a couple of things that I don't necessarily believe in that. Okay, great. That that sound like iffy to me. Hank's story is that Hank was trying to buy weed, was lured into this home by a transsexual, shown a dick, and then touched. And then he ran out of there. I think their I think texts and shit came out. So I certainly don't believe Hank. I really don't believe Hank. I believe that's what he needed to say. Um, and I'm not also saying like the predatory transsexual person is a trope, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not like throwing away or like completely against the idea or completely close to the idea that London is someone who will take advantage of you and who was kind of trying to finesse Hank and apparently had gotten some money out of him. And when it was clear that she wasn't going to get any more money out of him, decided to sell her story to the tabloids and was like, you know, that was the end. That was the end of her money making from Hank. I sure, sure. I'll believe that too. But do I believe that Hank didn't, Hank was surprised and didn't know what was happening. I don't really think so. I just don't. Do I hate Hank for that? No, I do think that Hank was disrespectful to his marriage. And this all happened when Kendra was eight months pregnant. And, and he and Kendra have been having a lot of problems since. Uh, they don't divorce until shit. When do they divorce? Um, is it like 20... 17? Maybe. Um, they divorce years later. It's maybe, so this is season three. They get three more seasons. It's like maybe, maybe four years later that they actually divorced. So this wasn't, maybe it was a contributing factor, but this wasn't the reason they got divorced. I also, okay, so I can't, I can't like talk about this without talking about the fact that a lot of people think Kendra and Hank made this up. Like this was, this was PR, not like Tori Spelling and Dean McDermott made up that affair where there's only one article and that woman's never come out and talked about or anything like that. More like they were working with London for this and it was for PR, it was for ratings. It was for something to boost the ratings of their show. And the ratings of the show for this first couple of episodes did go through the roof. So if that was the case, it worked. Good job. Um, okay. So I have been talking for 38 minutes and I have yet to talk about the episode. That's because the episode isn't much. It's 44 minutes. And normally her episodes are about 22 minutes long. But this was supersized because Kendra had her baby. It's Elijah with an A and a J and this all happened within the same, the same time. So it starts with a creepy black scream about how black screen, excuse me, about how June 23rd, 2014 scandal broke about Hank. And we see Jessica driving to the house. Jessica is Kendra's best friend. She is married to one of Hank's old teammates. I believe at some point they were business partners and that's how Kendra knows her. Uh, Jessica also appears, is appear, is friends with Tori Spelling. She appears in Tori Spelling's um, uh, friends givings pictures and shit like that. Now, maybe you don't know this about me, but if anything I could testify before Congress on, it is Tori Spelling's marriage and relationship. It is how good of a movie because I said so is. It is ordering combinations at Chipotle. Those are the three things I could testify before Congress on. So I fucking know who Jessica, I, Jessica is Tor, one of Tori's friends. I used to have a podcast called Spelling Tea. It's still on the Solid Listen Network on their Patreon. Go back and listen if you get a, if you get a chance because it was so long ago. But I just basically dissected Tori to death. Like, it's over a year of podcast episodes. 
of me just talking about Tori Spelling. It's really fucking good, too, if I do say so myself. But, oh, so Jessica's arriving, and she's saying that Kendra called her and was just howling on the phone and crying, so she rushed over. And she gets in. She goes in the house. She goes in the front door. The front door is unlocked. I don't know. I feel like I've lived in a big mansion like that. My front door would be locked. But maybe I'm stupid because, like, when you live in a big... I mean, it's a mansion. It's not the biggest mansion. Look at that. Years of watching the Kardashians and various aspirational shit on TV and suddenly I'm like it wasn't the biggest mansion but <laughs> but Kendra has a great a big size house it's a mansion and like I said maybe it's I I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about because when you live in a house like that you have people coming in and out all the time like staff and stuff um but Jessica just runs up to the front door opens it here's Kendra inside wailing and follows her voice, follows the whale, and and there's Kendra just crying, like, on her knees, and Jessica's holding her, and at some point, Kendra falls out of her arms and rolls onto the floor, and Jessica's just sitting there, like, on her knees, just, like, quietly waiting. I really don't know... I really don't know what I would have done in that situation. That's so much... Like, there's nothing to say while they're doing that, I guess, like, if one of my kids were doing something like that, I'd just hold them, and that'd be the end of it. I wouldn't try to say anything. I wouldn't ask them information because they can't talk. Look at them. I don't know. But this, <laughs> now I'm going to say something mean. This has to be a reenactment. <laughs> this has to be a reenactment because what Kendra tells them when she starts talking is that she's alone in the house. She says she's all alone. She only has Elijah, who is five weeks old at that point. She's very, she's a preemie. I'm not preemie. She's a, a newborn. And Hank took Hank Jr. and left for New Mexico, which is where Hank is from, to get away from L.A. And Jessica is like, Jessica already knows what's what. Which I'm glad they didn't play. They didn't play like she was like, what's wrong? Because here's the thing. If Kendra calls me crying about, and she's like, hey, good. I immediately open TMZ, right? Because <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, let me look. What is TMZ? Oh, that's what I would do. But um, so Jessica is basically like, what, what did Hank say happened? What did Hank say happened? And she's like, he didn't say anything. He just went to New Mexico. This is obviously a lie. Either it's a lie or Kendra's stupid. You know, do you know if I heard a rumor that my husband had cheated on me with anyone? So that's another thing. Before I get going on that one, I want to be clear that Hank's behavior is unacceptable. It's regardless of who it's with. The same thing I've been saying about Mark, Michael Darby for years on Real Housewives of Batanka. Um... I do not care who he's cheating with. I don't care who he's seeing. I don't care whose butt he's grabbing. I really don't care. What I do care is that it's disrespectful to Ashley. And so, whereas I think the way they talk about London or and this trans this trans woman um, is disgusting, I can understand Kendra being upset that she, she and her family are on tabloid sites because of something her husband did regardless. I mean, I think the text messages came out regardless of what happened or didn't happen. You were being inappropriate with this woman. So I feel that, but I'm going to tell you right now that if I heard that my husband had done something like this, had cheated on me with a woman had, and like she was going around showing people his text messages and he'd given her some money and all this other stuff. There's no fucking way in hell he would have got out the door without speaking to me. There's no way. You can't just go to New Mexico and no, you can't take my son with you. There's no fucking way. You are going to have a conversation with me. You're going to let me know. I'm going to say, hey, it says here that you did this. What happened? And you're going to have, you can't tell me. I can't. I'll tell you when the time is right. What the fuck does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? Like, I don't believe in people putting hands on each other. I think 
doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman that's hating someone that's domestic violence. We shouldn't be doing that. But I can tell you right now, it would have taken a lot for me not to put my hands on him. If he had just been standing there going, I'll tell you soon. One day. I can't, I can't. I have my hand on my head like, like I got the vapors. Oh, I need to go to New Mexico. I would have strangled him. I would have jumped on him. There's like no way you can do this. But apparently that's what happened. And I don't believe them, but whatever. Um, Je- Jessica says, well, maybe there's no truth to it. You don't know if there's truth to it. And Kutcher says, no, no, it's true. And then Jessica says, you know Hank. You know him. Has he ever lied to you? And Kendra's like, I don't fucking know. Which is true. You don't know if he lied to you because he was lying. And then Jessica goes, a transsexual? You think he had sex with a transsexual? Just her vo- I want to be clear that I'm not like saying, oh, if your significant other, if you're a straight, cis straight woman that has had that and your significant other is having sex with a trans woman that you're not going to have thoughts to yourself like, okay, well, what's going on here? And questions about not necessarily sexuality, but like, especially if he's never talked about it with you, like questions like, I mean, there's a lot of deceit there. And like, is this something he's been doing a lot? Is this something that he's, he's not attracted to me because he's literally attracted to someone who has equipment I don't have. Like, I I think those are fair thoughts. What I don't think is a fair thought or a productive thought is being like, well, it's not true because she's trans, because it's a transsexual. I don't, I just don't, I don't, like that's not relevant in whether or not it's true because Men sleep with transsexual, trans women all the time. Like, this idea that he can't possibly be attracted is is false. Um, But just the way they're talking, and like, there's after school music playing in the background, and they're just looking at each other, and Kendra... Remember, I said that Kendra is not a great beauty, and she ain't a great beauty in this either. Kendra is not beautiful. She has a hot body, which is a different thing. Like, she's five weeks out from a fucking C-section. If, which is another thing I want to talk about. I'll get there, though. She's five weeks out from a fucking C-section. So, like, yeah, she's supposed to look, and she's crying because her husband cheated on her, and it's all over the fucking tabloids. She's supposed to look puffy. She's supposed to look like that. But what in this, what does Kendra look like? Any bitch you say you target yesterday. That's what Kendra looks like. She is not, it's not a case of some great beauty who just happens to be, you know, I had a C-section five weeks ago. I'm going through a lot of shit. So I'm going to be puffy and stuff. It's not that. Kendra is just fortunate that she's always been like skinny because otherwise she looked different, you know? So Kendra says the way she found out is that her agent called and said there was a rumor and... You know, Kendra didn't believe it. And then the agent called back and said, um, it's definitely true because the tabloids picked it up and they're going to run it and tabloids don't run fake stories anymore because they don't want to get sued. I don't know if... I don't know how I feel about... Well, the tabloids don't want to get sued so they only print true stories. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. They just need a source that told them that. That's all they need. They don't... I mean, again, I think this is true. I just, I just thought it was so funny that Kendra's like, well, he said. <laughs> so and she, always, she said she always looked at Hank like he was Mr. Perfect. The worst part, she was pregnant when it happened. And they're doing flashbacks to, because, like I said, Kendra just gave birth five weeks earlier. They're doing flashbacks to her giving birth. Um, they're at Cedars. Uh, her, she's, she's doing a second C-section. She had one with little Hank. And her doctor is Dr. Jason... <sighs> I don't want to say his name wrong. 
Dr. Jason Rothbard. This is Tori Spelling's OBGYN. I bet it's Jessica's OG, OBGYN too. Um, I've seen him on TV so fucking much. <laughs> so, you know, they do that and Hank's going in the delivery room. He's got, um, first of all, his mom and dad are there. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> his, his mom and dad are fine. They're, they're nice people. Uh, they, they, Hank goes into the C-section room with like a GoPro in his head and also a cameraman following him. Um, and you know, she gives birth and it's great. You know, it's Kendra. Kendra doesn't have like a lot of, I don't know. Kendra gives birth and it's like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> like that. And that's very Kendra of her. Um, in the recovery room, like, I mean, they're holding Elijah and they love her and, you know, they're saying that none of their kids look like each like them. And they're right. Their kids do not look. I mean, Elijah looks like Kendra a lot. But I don't know if if I'm imagining that. Hank doesn't look like anybody. Maybe, like, it's one of those things where you can find he's a combination of them somehow. Like, he's got her mouth and his nose or whatever. But they don't look. Anyway. In the recovery room, um, the big thing that happens is that mom, mom comes, which is Kendra's grandmother. Kendra hasn't really seen her grandmother, her mother, or her brother because she's estranged from her mother. Why is she estranged from her mother? Her mother, according to Kendra, her mother really wanted, really liked her living at the Playboy Mansion and really enjoyed it there and was upset when Kendra decided to leave. Uh, we see a clip of... Kendra telling her mother she's pregnant with Hank, with little Hank at her bridal shower. And her mother is just like, what? Like basically they're like, do you want a drink? And she's like, I can't have a drink because I'm pregnant and looks over at her mother. She hasn't told her mother or her grandmother. And I think, okay. <laughs> In mom's defense, I'm not going to offend her much because she's not very defensible. But in mom's defense, she heard this information in front of a camera crew and a bunch of quote unquote friends, which are just playmates that Kendra's met over the years at the house. And some of them already knew and, and production probably already knew. And she felt betrayed. She also didn't like Hank. So she wasn't that excited about this wedding anyway. <laughs> But in mom's not defense, what she says when her daughter says I'm pregnant and is like kind of tearing up like, oh my God, this is big news. Oh my God, I'm going to tell my family I'm pregnant. I'm so excited. My life is starting. <laughs> Patty, her mom, which is a perfect mom name, Patty says, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck. Cause you're gonna need it. <laughs> Can't pretend I'm happy. Can't pretend <laughs> It was really bad. Kendra runs out of a sliding door. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't bust through, but she, but just the the juxtaposition of Kendra running out of a sliding door down into the yard to scream. Anyway, so it started there, and over the years, it's just gotten worse and worse. And Patty's threatened to tell to write a book and stuff. I mean, the last two seasons of Kendra on Top are really rough because Kendra is reuniting with her. Well. Yeah, she's reuniting with her father who abandoned her as a young child who was a drug addict and after he abandoned the family, he looked into like a big inheritance and like moved to Costa Rica and became a businessman. And so Kendra meets up, it's like reconnecting with him and her mother hates that too because, you know, her mother raised her all these years. Kendra and her mother have always had problems. Like Kendra was a wild child and her mother was really strict and mean and I don't want to say mean. I don't, her mother probably was from the, the 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 school thought that like just be harder on them and they'll eventually learn. And I mean, some people don't ever learn like that. And so today she's always had a complicated relationship with Kendra. They've always had a complicated relationship. And as they've gotten older and the press has been more a part of it, it's gotten worse. So Kendra is estranged from her mother but so, and therefore her grandmother, because her grandmother lives next door. They live in a duplex, lives next door to her. <laughs> and her brother's like trying not to be a part of it. So mom, mom comes up from San Diego to LA for the birth and it's a big deal. And 
you know, she's going to name, I don't know if Kendra, I guess this is a surprise for Kendra, but I honestly don't know how they, how they pulled that off with it being a surprise because they had to get my mom up from San Francisco. Who brought her? I, I don't, maybe I'm just being crazy. So, and they're going to name Elijah. They're going to make her middle name Mary after mom, mom. And it's, it's a cute moment. But, um, and they also show us like leading up to that. Preg- like this is footage they would have been showing on this episode if the Hank shit hadn't gone down. But they just show them talking about having the baby and how this is their one, this is their second and done and how they're going to, how, you know, they want their marriage to last and stuff and how, um, excited they are and how they feel like they're ready. It's been six years. Hank, Hank, little Hank is six years old and they just feel like this is the right time to do it. And out of nowhere in that flashback, uh, Kendra's like, you're not, we're not getting divorced, are we? And Hank's like, nope. And he's being a doting father and, and husband, like telling her she's all belly. She's not fat and, you know, showing baby clothes and stuff. And Hank plays that very well on this show. He always has, um, so they're showing us flashbacks of this while Kendra is also saying, you know, she never thought shit like this was going to happen. And she wants to know why he did it. She wants to know, was it because she was pregnant hormonal? Was it because he has a fetish? She keeps saying, and I really like, that's a fool's errand right there. People cheat because they cheat. That's it. And it was either going to be this situation or another situation. It, it like, you can say it's because you were pregnant, but I honestly think it had a lot to do with Hank and where he was. And his, he didn't feel like he fit in anywhere. He's, he's been having trouble, like figuring out what his next thing is. Is he going to go into like fitness, um, a fitness type business, like owning gyms and stuff like that? Is he going to go into sports casting and hosting? And he can't figure quite figure it out. You know, he's only, he's been playing football since middle school, maybe even younger. And all he knows is how to play football. And it's, football's not going to happen for him again. And so he's going through a lot of stuff. And Kendra fully admits that while he's going through all this stuff, anytime he'd be like, I'm really not in a good place, Kendra, she'd be like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I get it. But I don't think she had to be pregnant for this to happen. I just don't. She thinks her marriage is a lie. I don't know if I disagree with her. I just don't know. So when Kendra found out about this, and I guess Hank left for New Mexico, she flushed her wedding ring down the toilet, cut up his suit, his wedding suit, and threw her wedding album in the pool. Um, I guess she's two steps from a full Bernadette on waiting to exhale before she lights some shit on fire. But Jessica wants to see the shit in the pool, so they go outside, and they give us footage of a drone that almost looked like stock footage. Like... Like somebody flew a drone later and they just took the B-roll from it. Then they show us a helicopter very high in the sky. <laughs> and they're like, it's the paps, it's the paparazzi, paparazzi. And they run back in the house. And they're like, and Jessica's ducking all and shit underneath the windows and shit. And Kendra calls her agent and it's like, the paparazzi, there were drones in my backyard. The paparazzi are here. And her agent's like, why did you go outside? <laughs> and this like throws Kendra into like a catatonic, catatonic, uh, catatonic state. She throws her phone and is like, what? He said, why did I go outside? And Jessica's like, tell him because it's your backyard. <laughs> Jessica, Jessica is not. <laughs> Jessica's a Jan Brady herself, to be honest. <laughs> But, um, and then Jessica's like, she's like giving her advice. She's like, you should just go out. You should go out so that they, so you can be like, hey, I'm right here. You know, you don't have to come to my house to get footage of me, blah, 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 blah. And then immediately reverses herself and it's like, oh, I don't want to give you bad advice. You know, if that's not a, ah, I don't want to give you bad advice. And in her talking head, she gets a talking head on the show. She's like, I really don't know what to say. I'm like, Jessica, just be quiet. <laughs> just don't say anything. <laughs> um, we're... 
so this is like like I said, most of this is flashback and and we finally get to a part where Kendra's putting together breast milk um, for Elijah. And she's very lonely because little Hank isn't there. I don't know what the fuck little Hank's going to do for you there. I really don't know. Like, I understand you want your son there because, quite frankly, your husband's lying to you about things he's been doing. And you don't even know if he's in New Mexico. He could be down at the Chateau Marmont. Marmont. I can't even say it. <laughs> so I, too, will want him there. But she keeps saying, because I'm lonely. I don't have any family around. I don't have any blood around me. I need little Hank. And I'm like, little Hank is not going to counsel you out of this. He's six. So, <laughs> so, um, and also I want to point out, there's no fucking way Kendra's alone in that house. There's no way. Kendra lives in a mansion. She's five weeks out of a C-section. She's got at least a night nurse. There is a housekeeper that cleans up after those fucking dogs. There has to be, there, in her book, she talks about how she didn't have staff. She never had a nanny and all this shit. And maybe she didn't, okay? Maybe she prides herself on that fine. I mean, Hank wasn't, and also, Hank wasn't really working. And also, Kendra and I come from similar backgrounds. And I also find it hard to pay people to do something that I could do myself. That I could physically do myself. Maybe I don't have time to, but uh, it's hard for me to hire someone or to pay for a service that I could actually just... If I just had time, I could do it myself. So I too might be reluctant to hire a full-time nanny or something like that. But the idea that you don't have any help is ridiculous. That's stupid. I don't believe that. And if I did believe it, I think you were stupid. Um, a C-section from my understanding is um, a much longer recovery than vaginal birth because there's a surgery involved. Um, and like, there's things like bending. This just shit you can't do. Um, my sister-in-law's gave birth on the same day in the same hospital room, um, side by side. And one, well, not side by side, because one had a vaginal birth and the other one had to be willed out for a C-section. And they had very different recovery times because it is, it just, it's just different. Ask anybody who's had a fucking C-section. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just very different. And so the idea that Kendra is alone with that five-month-old in the house is ridiculous. I don't believe that. She's at least got a night nurse. She's at least got a housekeeper. Even if the housekeeper doesn't live there, which, I mean, I know it's understandable. She doesn't live there. But you got somebody that comes there and vacuums and picks up and, you know, picks up shit in, in the backyard from the fucking dogs. You have someone. I know you do. Um, maybe she does maybe she's not cooking all of your meals or whatever, but there is someone helping. So anyway, Kendra calls Hank and she asks when he's bringing little Hank home. And he's like, when the time is right <laughs> on the phone, he sounds sedated. He's like, when the time is right, when soon. And she's like, that's not good enough. Same. I would be like, Soon, baby, soon is not a date. When is he coming back? And Hank finally says that he doesn't want to, like, put little Hank on a plane because um, of paparazzi and things like that. And someone might say something in front of him. Like, which, think about how gross that is. That And celebrities do deal with this all the fucking time. Like, you will have to walk your son into a building where there might be people outside with cameras yelling things like, did you suck her dick, Hank? Like, just gross stuff. And, like, your son has to listen to that. Celebrities deal with that all the fucking time. It is so disgusting. Um, that their children have to be put in the crossfire of things like this. So that's one of his concerns. But she still wants to know when. He's like, maybe Friday or whatever. And, you know, something like, he's like, don't you believe me? And she's like, I'll never believe you again. I mean, she's pissed. And during this call, or after this call, she spills her breast milk on the floor. And that's why this episode is called Spilled Milk. I never said that, but it's called Spilled Milk. And she, they have so little fucking footage for this episode. It should have been a 22 minute episode, but they have so little, um, so little footage for this episode 
that they let us watch Kendra fill up, like clean up spilled milk and pump new milk for like a minute and a half, two minutes as she cries. It's crazy, to be honest. It's crazy. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's that's pretty much the end. Like, they give us a trailer for the season, which I remember vividly. Like I said, they kept spinning it. Like, Hank even comes home and still, according to the show, still won't tell her what happened. He's like, in due time. And when he finally tells her he's crying and he's like sitting on the floor and stuff. And like I said, he's saying that he was touched. And I mean, he seems like he's really going through it. And I'm going to say that what I think he's going through is all the aftermath of it. I think that, um, you know, he's felt like he's been a laughing stock in court according to like his football career and all these other, and he's like trying to figure out his way. And he took a little detour and he wanted to cheat on, I mean, he wanted to cheat on Kendra. And now everyone's like calling him gay and questioning his manhood, which I don't think is right either. I don't think that's right that he has to like live in a world where, I mean, just cause he cheated on his wife with a trans woman, suddenly he's, he's, I mean, also he's in the, he's used to living in testosterone filled environments, like, and he's just, and like, he's really defending his life here because according to him, if people know what happened, then, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna see him the same. So I, I understand why he's crying. I do feel some empathy for that, for that fallout, but it's also like, this is your whole thing this, this is your fault. This is, this is based on your behavior and actions you made. And I mean, in 2014 was weed legal in California? It was right. I don't know when did we get legal in California. I feel like weed's been legal in California since 2014. And I really feel like could have got yourself a fucking weed card and just gone and bought weed instead of like, chasing people down in a parking lot to buy it. That seems strange. And being lured in somewhere where you were scared of what was going on. I, you know what? Call me a hypocrite. Like, like I said, I, I, if someone tells me they were assaulted sexually, I believe them. I, I make it a policy, believe them. But it feels like this is one of those stories that you made up because you're like, I'm back to the corner. It feels like you, Kendra and, and, your fucking agent, whatever his name was, the one that said, don't go outside, was the one <laughs> that told you to, like, came up with this story together. I'm not sure. But that's it, guys. I did a little episode of Kendra on top. I think we are fully, full. we are now completely done with the girls next door. And next week, we'll start with the girls, not next door, around the corner. <laughs> when we do the real L word. Um, and I hope to see you guys there. Later.